0: Finally, I'm back and yes, I'm alive and kicking after so many studies studies and more studies I can finally let my twitching fingers flow and my thoughts come out of hiding after so long It's been a while, but I am so so glad to be back with y'all Oh, how I missed y'all, but we're not here to listen about my personal life and whatnot No, you're here to get thoroughly informed like I always promise in each episode so without further ado let's start with some news wanna cry is a hacking virus which experts warn that you'll need to update your firewall russian hackers are getting into all devices and if you have a russian antivirus like Kaspersky Lab, it is recommended that it be uninstalled as it is being used to enter and get all of your personal information. The FCC has also added Kaspersky Lab as a dangerous program that is under the list of companies unacceptable and in danger of getting information from the U.S. Federal Department. As rumors of biochemical and nuclear bombs are still circling around from Russia that the U.S. is preparing, Dr. Peter Vincent Pry analyzes that the U.S. is in combat readiness, if not at threat of war readiness. Joe Biden's response to OTAN is obligated to say if the Kremlin is going to use nuclear weapons, then it is taking action as a natural response to do the same. On a visit to Poland, Biden said he is the main leader and wants to be the leader of the world peace, says he is changing from the old world order to the new world order. Vladimir Putin decided to remind the world that he has economic weapons at his disposal. As he attends a funeral for a fallen top military officer, one of his armed guards was carrying the supposedly secret nuclear briefcase. The ruble currency had lost half its value since the start of the war and with the threat of stopping the flow of gas from Russia to Europe, Putin had demanded that 48 countries were violating their own sanctions and paid for natural gas in rubles. As for Lithuania, they say that they are the first European country in the European Union to fully cut off the Russian natural gas imports. In the meantime, Biden announced that he planned to release 180 million barrels of oil from the U.S. reserve supply over the next six months and diverted more liquefied gas to Europe, which is still not enough to replace what Russia supplies. Meanwhile, China and Russia are pouring millions into space to gain a head of territory from the U.S., which is considered now a warfighting domain. As for the U.S., abortion rights protest has been rising up again in the U.S. Senate, being overrun by Democrats and Speaker Pelosi is pushing for pro-choice. As many protests are breaking out across the nation, the protesters are taking one step ahead and have invaded private residences of judges, cocktail Molotov in two churches, and are fully being backed by Nancy Pelosi from condemning their actions. But that's not too much of a surprise if we remember back in 2020, the BLM riots that had destroyed hundreds of mom and pop shops and thefts were on the rampage. Russia commemorates the 9th of May as the day of victory, which celebrates the victory in which Russia overtook the Germans in the days of when Adolf Hitler reigned in 1945. But apart from that, this day is supposed to be linked to the fundamental victory Russia was supposed to have over the war in Ukraine. However, Russia's allies are nowhere to be seen at this special event. Why is that? Could it be that Russia's allies don't want to get involved with them at the moment? Or is it a fallback strategy as there is a lack of victory over Ukraine with a Russian ally? In other news, Elon Musk is now the new owner of Twitter and is welcoming all to speak their own mind on the platform, saying he would like to give free speech back to its users. Not many are happy about that. However, one comment that Musk had made had thousands of tweets within hours. It said, If I die under mysterious circumstances, it's been nice knowing ya." Various reactions exploded, making his latest tweet trend. But one particular account had commented in his feed and ended with a blessing to the billionaire. But Musk's response was more interesting. Thank you for the blessing but I'm okay with going to hell if that is indeed my destination, since the vast majority of all humans ever born will be there. Well enough about the news now, since you're all cut up up to date, but keep in mind that some of this news will be relevant in today's episode. Now, we're going to be exploring more about a curious project which many had called conspiracy, and others have found the spiraling rabbit hole called the New World Order. Remember, y'all, all information has been gathered from various sources for educational and informative purposes. I'm Joyce Grace, and this is Shots of Endorphins.
1: Is the first full day of the New World Order. Outdoor gatherings are limited to two people. Exercise is allowed but no further than a 10 kilometre radius from your home. Browsing in shops is not permitted. Only one person per household may leave to do essential shopping. And from tomorrow, funerals are limited to 10 people. This is a world pandemic, it's a one in 100 year event. So you can expect that we will have transmission. Uh, from time to time. And that's just the way it is. We've got to accept that this is the new world order. We've got to accept that this is the new world order. This is the new world order. This is the new world order. Today is the first full day of the new world order. The new world order. The new world, new world, new world order. I want to be straight with you. There will be no return to the old normal for the foreseeable future. I repeat. There will be no return to the old normal for the foreseeable future. So people assume uh, we are just going back uh, to the good old world which we had um, and everything will be normal again in how we are used to normal, in the old fashion. This is, uh, let's say, fiction. It will not happen. A vaccine on its own will not end the pandemic. Surveillance will need to continue. People will still need to be tested, isolated and cared for. Contacts will still need to be traced and quarantined. Communities will still need to be engaged. It is a big idea, a new, world order. a new world order. We can find meaning and reward by serving some higher purpose than ourselves. A shining purpose, the illumination of a thousand points of light. It's no longer a theory. What I'm about to say is fact. The secret organizations of the world power elite are no longer secret. They have planned and are now leading us into a one-world communist government. This is terrorism of the most worst kind, brought on you by our own government. To lead in shaping, shaping. shaping. A, new world order a new world order for the 21st century. 21st century.
0: A new world order is right. And man, is it chilling to listen to politicians from different countries repeated back in different time frames. All right, so coming back and recapping from the last episode, part of the new world order means that many drastic changes are to come, including how currency will be running. In the last episode, I explained how this could affect us, like how cash can become invalid in the future, and your only way to pay would be through digital currency. But what would happen if, Oh, let's say someone hacked into your account, or ATMs are no longer available because an electric cutoff. And this could be anything like a natural disaster happening to maybe a cutout shortage in your neighborhood that left everyone in the dark for days and maybe hours. Anything could happen. But the main thing is, at one point in your life, you might have heard of the New World Order. There have been so many conspiracy theories over this one topic that analysts don't know where to start or end. Good thing I'm a girl with a plan. So let's start from the beginning, because the best way to start a story is always at the beginning after all. Before I begin, for those of you that still don't know what the New World Order means, it is a term that is used to describe a period in which there would be a change in the world of politics. At least, that is the most logical and politically correct way of saying it. Now, that aside, it all began with World War I, when the 28th President of the United States, Woodrow Wilson, argued that after the war was done, the New World Order was due, which transcended traditional great power at politics, instead emphasizing collective security, democracy, and self-determination. This New World Order was to highlight the need to create a safer world for democracy. He offered a somewhat membership, for a lack of a better term, and called it the League of Nations. (laughs) Heh, is that where the DC got the League of Justice from? Sorry, my IDD got to me. Anyway, the US Senate was not too excited about it and sacked it off like a hot potato, outright rejecting the notion. It may have been redefined progressively in three different periods, by the Soviets, the US before the Malta Conference, and after September 11th, 1990. The phrase New World Order was first used in the press during the Russo Indian talks on November 21, 1988, by Rajiv Gandhi, while referring to the commitments by the USSR following the declaration of Delhi. He described the New World Order as non violent and peaceful coexistence. However, the principal statement leading to the formation of the concept of New World Order was given by Mikhail Gorbachev during his speech in the UN General Assembly on December 7, 1988. In his speech, he included a list of ideas that would help form the New Order, including strengthening the role of the UN, the active involvement of the member states. It is later analyzed by the Times Magazine that his speech possibly implied that the New World Order meant a shift of resources from military to domestic needs that would lead to dwindling of security alliances such as NATO. And let's not forget the famous speech in which later on is being used by most outlet media, George Bush's speech in which, in fact, you heard a tad bit earlier on. He noted in a news conference that if countries of the world united and work together, then there will be international order and the world will be more peaceful than before. In an effort to strengthen the new order, Bush offered to include the Soviet troops in the forces that were liberating Kuwait. He too highlighted the need of the Soviet-American partnership towards making the world safe for democracy.
1: We have an incredible opportunity to create entirely new sustainable industries investing in nature as the true engine of our economy. The current global crisis has disrupted every aspect of our lives, but it has also presented us with an extraordinary opportunity, a chance to reset and accelerate efforts to improve the state of our world. Changing our current trajectory will require bold and imaginative action together with determination and decisive leadership. In order to secure our future and to prosper, we need to evolve our economic model, putting people and planet at the heart of global value creation. If there is one critical lesson we have to learn. From this crisis, we need to put nature at the heart of how we operate. We are on the verge of catalytic breakthroughs that will alter our view of what is possible and profitable within the framework of a sustainable future. We need nothing short of a paradigm shift, one that inspires action at revolutionary levels and pace. We simply We cannot waste any more time. The only limit is our willingness to act. And the time to act is now.
0: Now, here comes the bigger picture of it all. All this talk about the New World Order was to use it for another purpose, which is tied to another agenda created for the 50th Annual Meeting of the World Economic Forum, which was held in June 2020. Along that, the event held high-profile personnel, including Charles the Prince of Wales. Much like the NWO, my small acronym because gosh the new world order is such a mouthful ain't it? The Great Reset was proposed for three main purposes. The first involves creating conditions for a stockholder economy. The second component includes building in a more resilient equitable, and sustainable way, which is based on environmental, social, and governance metrics, which would incorporate more green public infrastructure projects. And the third component is to harness the innovation of the fourth industrial revolution for public good. At least, that is what Klaus Schwab and Wikipedia said. But its main key factor is to provide a supposed equal opportunity for everyone from businesses to the small mom-and-pop shops all across the globe. In the words of Schwab, every country from the United States to China must participate, and every industry from oil and gas to tech must be transformed. In short, we need a Great Reset, of capitalism. Sounds ideal, right? Well, some, maybe many beg to differ. But that is just one portion of the NWO agenda. That's not including how each day people are being molded into what the government wants them to be. And I'm not talking about just the US, but all across the world. Have you ever stopped to think about the ideologies which are being imprinted into our kids? or to even our own minds at one point or another? Let's take the latest news you've heard recently. Protests have been breaking out again on abortion rights and how people are causing chaos by destroying church properties and invading residential homes of judges. But have you stopped to think, how the heck did they find out the judge's home address? Shouldn't that be like illegal or at least bring to the attention of the government to protect these people's rights as their life and their families could have been placed in danger, why is no one condemning this? Better yet, why was it that instead of getting called out, these protesters are getting applauded and riled up more by the president of the House of Representatives? Or how about the whole trend on the supposed no gay bill talk in Florida that Ron DeSantis was approving? Media blew up a fuse in which many people had misinformed multiple people on how the bill was about against homosexual people. But in reality, all it spoke about was how sexual activity and gender identity lessons should not be taught to elementary kids because, let's face it, At that age, a kid is one day a dinosaur, the next they're the king of Wakanda. That's how kids are. Or let's not get on the BLM spiel, because that's a whole can of worms that should not be released. Nevertheless, we all know that by the end of the year, the only protesters there were white liberals protesting while black Americans stood by the side wondering what the heck was happening there. Anywho, we slowly are being molded by the state of mind. That being said, let's talk a bit about Agenda 2030. And by talk, I mean listen. Agenda 2030 was designed by the UN to help end poverty, world hunger, protect everyone and the planet. At the heart of the 2030 agenda are five critical dimensions. People, prosperity, planet, partnership, and peace, which is also known as the five P's. People, to end poverty and hunger for all planet, to protect the planet from degradation, prosperity, to ensure all human beings can enjoy prosperous and fulfilling lives, and that economic, social, and technological progress occurs in harmony with nature, peace, to foster peaceful and inclusive societies, partnership, to strengthen global solidarity. Now, this sounds really fantastic, right? well the main question is how would this be implemented first no project can start without financial support so y'all better be prepared for higher taxes next would be empowering the international monetary fund and world bank to access financial information while strengthening regulations on private businesses to achieve public goals shoving a hundred billion dollar annual bill for clean energy, and a long list of more stuff that my eyes watered over reading. But something I want to keep engraving into y'all, understanding that repetition is their main focus, until you believe it. For example, did you know that climate change was used as an experiment to see how persuasive they can turn our ears to listen? And yes, I can already hear you screaming, why Joyce, why would you say that? This is nonsense, blah, 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 blah. Again, just listen. Have you heard that climate change was more concerning for women? Astonishing, really. But why? How does that make any sense? Do women have some type of chromosome that can't take the climate? Is it allergies? What? These questions are what brings up even more questions that no one is answering. There's talk about making a difference, but as far as I learned about nature, you can't control it. Sure, we can help by stopping pollution, but there's no other way to help because nature does what nature does. Also, according to science, climate change is the same for males, females, and all sexes. And while I'm on the subject of sexes, did y'all know that there are supposedly 63 genders? Like when I was a kid, all I knew there was three, boy, girl, and the special case for those that are both called hermaphrodites. But did you know that the US House of Representatives tried to get rid of gender using the ideas of the elite in Europe? Hence how pronouns were created and gazillion and one genders were created. But if you know science, the XX chromosomes is a girl and the XY chromosomes is a boy. But I'm gonna leave that topic before I continue the snowball effect of my running mouth since this wasn't part of my point. Anyway, another little thing called censorship has started to rise within the last couple of years. Why is that? Well, how do dictators and communists use censorship upon their people? They use it to oppress opinions of their citizens so they can abide by their will and manipulate the public to think on their side. Eerily enough, I was listening to an analyst speak about the most recent event in Russia, which was the day of victory. But interestingly enough, he said something that caught my attention. He explained how Russians do not have a meaning upon the word Nazi, but it is used as a different context which Nazi signifies those that are against the decisions made by the Russian government. And don't you think that that's something to think about? Then there are codes that elites, UN, and inside countries that have been using for many years. I mean, after listening to the many lists of names I've been throwing at you so far, I'm pretty sure you got the drift by now. But all these events and names have only been heard of in passing. Because let's face it, we've all been asleep worldwide. So, now that these couple of years have passed with crazy events like political wars, a spread of global pandemic, and being stuck at our homes, trying to figure out that maybe this is our new norm, it honestly shouldn't really catch you by surprise by this whole spiel. People losing jobs, others not finding any jobs at all, and learning how to work from home has driven people into learning more. Or... At least I hope it did. But one of the biggest flags that I noticed was the willingness in which the government wanted us to stay at home and be dependent on their funds. Aside from the pandemic, which we can all safely say has lowered tremendously now, not gone, but lowered, I look back at how thousands of people had to be 100% dependent on the government to survive, and most of the time, it wasn't enough. Getting stimulus checks can take you oh so far. And not only that, the rise in how much goods and products cost now is off the charts like never before. Could it be that maybe that this is the point that their plan is being made? To be 100% dependent on our government or private businesses for every day for the rest of our lives? It's like each day, they're trying to lead us like mindless sheep in a huge plain of pasture, holding up their cane to show us the way. Where? We don't know. But we're not sheep. At least, I'm not a mindless sheep, content with what's given to me. But at last, my journalist curiosity always needs to find out more. And obviously, let others know too. Either way, the way many people, myself included, see it, it's all about profit and loss. Money, people, money. Like everything else in this world, the majority of things that people and businesses value is money, and in this case, the NWO is a huge business setup. So make sure you protect your values and devices and save your important information on digital flash drives because you might need it someday too soon. And for what it's worth, I would say to always be prepared for the unexpected, because if there is one thing this pandemic has shown us, it's to expect the unexpected. And yeah, this episode is getting to sound like one of those conspiracy theory mumble jumble shows, but y'all can't say that I don't inform y'all of anything valuable. And well, for what it's worth, for years it was said that this new world order was created by the Russians, but in reality... It was done by the United States of America. See, the more you know. And let's face it, Joe Biden confirmed it, while other famous media like CNN and Washington Post have been reaffirming his words. I mean, he did proclaim himself as a leader of the New World Order, so how do you like them apples, eh? But anywho... can blame all those people that have talked about this topic and have been categorized as conspiracists. Actually, many renowned journalists around the world have been categorized as conspiracists or the extreme right wing. Good thing I'm no party, yeah? Oh, and let's also not push aside the fact that many religious and theological people have also connected these times and events as part of the end of times from the Bible. More specifically, In the book of Revelations. I heard a Spaniard reporter say, where's the good and where's the bad? Because before cartoons used to be Snow White and the witch. But now both the good and the bad have been merged together. And that is terrible. And I totally agree with him. There is so much going on that sometimes one can't help but feel hopeless and fearful. But that's where we need to come in with wisdom and intelligence to be able to understand what is going on around us. I had once read somewhere that there will be a time in which the good will be called the bad, and the bad will be called the good. Oh, that was the Bible. Take what you would like, but always know that I'll always try to inform you the max in what you need to be knowledgeable of. Be smart, do your research, and know the Creator loves you. This episode on Shots of Endorphins was produced and scripted by me, Joyce Grace, and a shout out to my research team. Want more of Shots of Endorphins? Well, you can visit and listen to the podcast at shotsofendorphins.com. You can leave comments, likes, and even help support us by clicking on the support tab as well. Also, you can follow and share this show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching up Shots of Endorphins or subscribing to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or any other streaming services you're listening to. And when you do, don't forget to shoot me a greeting. It's nice to meet new people. As always, thanks for listening. And don't forget to smile.